You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leiter. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, this week now, we're just uh, flying by the seat of our pants in a very weird way. Uh, there's, we're getting uh, too close to the end of the year, uh, too close to uh, award season-ish, right? Mm-hmm. But also, um, you know, we're at least at the very beginning because some of like the critic societies and stuff are already He was, he was already bad before. And, and it's, 
So it's interesting. I'm in a weird position, I guess, on this because I feel like I should be on the side of directors and actors and people like that and not like on the side of studios. Just, I feel like I just should, right? Uh, just like as a film critic, I'm not supposed to be on the side of studios. Yeah, I, mean, I, I am supposed to be on the side of studios. Right? I see what you mean. I see that. But, uh, but I, you know, at some point, they got to do something. Right. What, what's the alternative? Right. I, I mean, I'm all for whatever, you know, Christopher Nolan comes out with this big thing like, it's not about me, it's about the craft services people. And I'm like, shut up. I mean, sure, sure. Right. They are, you know, probably the best boy yeah. and the key grip people. Right. right. Cannot just go home to their giant house or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. No matter how many cool movies you've been on, right? Uh, you might you might be the world's best gaffer, right? right? And still, someone is. And still, <laughs> you might be going. I don't know, man. If movies don't get in theaters and make some money, right? Like I could be in trouble, right? But that, whereas Christopher Nolan, not right, right? But at the same time, like the studios have to. Do, if we make no money, yeah. how do you get more money? Right. <laughs> How is this a better deal for you if we just go, okay, we'll release it in theaters right now. You happy? Now there's right. no money. Now, now we just all lost tons of money yeah. and didn't uh, do anything to try to get any money to come into it as opposed to making deals with streaming services. Mm-hmm. At least you're getting something. And, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan's, uh, and, well, actually, many of them are talking about, like, how the... Uh, I, you know, I don't know, the contracts and the deals and who gets what and who gets what later when we right. sell it to streaming services if right. it's already on a streaming, you know, whatever yeah. the whatever the thing, right? And and I think, sure, if you do that bad, then that will be bad, right? right. But I'm also thinking, you know, uh, like Scorsese did not sign up with Netflix to make a movie based on the fact that no one was going to get any money out of it, right? right. <laughs> and, that's, and, right. and all of the jillions of people who worked on that movie mm-hmm. did not go, well, now I'm screwed. Right. <laughs> what I'm taking this serious because this is just a Netflix prediction. Right. I mean, there's, there's got to be, I don't know, there's got to be yeah. something to being able to do it. But, you know, like I said, also, it's, you know, it's like restaurants doing, you know, drive up service or something yeah. and somebody being pissed about it or something because um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know why but but I, you know, when I read his when I read when I read a bunch of them I read a lot of their criticisms and they're all Nolan's was the loose from the hip you know hot take that you know you expect someone to piss right, because right. he doesn't have to worry about stuff but I wonder and he, and he wants his response to he, not sound like right. he doesn't need and I actually you know I get I don't think he take a big pay cut for the key grip like you're right. you know saying but I also think he understands like everybody does their part and I, I sort of thought what Nolan was hinting at but never quite really said was we're going to get to this spot eventually I just wish we hadn't left over all the stages in between yeah you know it's almost like when he's you're playing Monopoly and you're coming around the corner and if you just throw three doubles you skip all these hotels um, you know it's kind of like a weird feeling like Look, I know this is the end game, and there'll be cinemas that are very artsy fartsy to show things. But why do we have to jump there? But I also think the studio could have easily pushed back and shut everybody up and went like, "Go 
place when public safety is everyone is safer to watch a film in your home. And we, we're going to try to do that right. while letting everybody see the films that everyone worked so hard on, and we'll catch up next year. Like, how easy is that to shut and down? And, you know, the thing is, it would be one thing, uh, I guess, if, you know, movie theaters are open. Right. Like, a lot yeah. of them, in yeah. a lot of places. Yeah. And they, no one's going. No one's going. Um, yeah. Like, all of the people yeah. who are on the, hey, every, open everything up side, yeah. are, it doesn't <laughs> work out. Yeah. Like, hooray for you opening it, right. but the movie still doesn't get any money. Right. Based on the fact that it's open, the people, the people have to actually show yeah. up. Sorry, Hocus Pocus was the so, number one film. You know, I don't know. So, like, what? Yeah. What are they? They've got. They've got all these movies. They've been sitting on them already forever. They've got to do something. They've got to get some money. And Nolan is almost in a strange way. Like I, I love Christopher Nolan. I don't agree with him on everything, but I, I really like his stuff. But you, you won. You had your way. You made a tenant right in the theater. And it did okay, right? But it didn't do great. No. So you have now and lost. And it did okay by being in theaters forever, right? For a long time. Right. And you know, and hey, I saw it in the theater with you, right? You know, and I like that experience very much. But you know, I I would have been alright sitting at home too. You know, we, we did it for much different reasons, but blah blah blah. You know, you, you tried it and it didn't work. Right. So let's try something so, else. And especially, you know, because. As we've already, you know, mentioned, like it's it's just going that way. Yeah, I mean, it's just going the way. Right. There's just there's pandemic or not, right? There's just there's too much other stuff to watch, mm-hmm. and there are, and you know, as time goes on, and you know, it's younger people moving up to being the people who are spending the money in theaters. Yeah, they're they're just okay with it. Right. Like, <laughs> And they've been brought up watching the same like, stuff like, anyway. Man, yeah. I've got 5,000 things on my list anyway. <laughs> right. If I have to wait until this comes out on DVD or comes out on yeah. you know, Amazon <laughs> or yeah. Netflix or yeah. whatever, they just don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it'd be great to go to theaters. Right. And people who go to theaters will still go to theaters. That's us. I mean, people who want to see yeah. stuff in theaters. I'm still, hey, when theaters open up, and everything gets like back to normal, or at least is closer to normal than it has been. Right. I'm going. Right. I'm, you're going too. Like, right. I, I, there's nothing like going to the theater and seeing a film. On the other hand, like, you know, going for something, maybe. And some, some things, maybe. <laughs> yeah, not so much. You're Paul Blart and Yeah, right. I get it. Uh, so, uh, jumping over, and also, uh, you know, I don't even know if I mentioned this now, because now we get all centric, but we're uh, going to go over our last year's top ten list and, and uh, see what's up with that. Right. Uh, and who knows where that will go. Uh, but before we get into anything else, I just want to run through, like, really quickly, so what is, like, coming, right, in the, in, in the near future? What can right. you get to? And, uh, and then also, you know, uh, we're baffled with TV right now, too. Like, there's just all this TV. It's amazing. I mean, even before there was a lot of TV, man. Right. I mean, and, now, and it's all, like, awesome. There's, there's everything is so good. There's insane TV. Tons of it is really good. Yeah. Everyone's actually talking about lots of it, and it's, uh, it's bonkers. But um, two things that I did want to mention just real quick, because they're kind of that right now. Mm-hmm. Is uh, on Amazon is the Wilds, right? Yeah. Which is uh, 
Bender show, <laughs> but also kind of awesome. It's a little bit like uh, if you can take like your blinders off and realize that Lost was always bonkers, right? Yeah. But it, you know, it was at least the beginning, right? It was very like watchable, and everyone was talking about it. it was like the, you know the big thing, right? Right. Um, you know, it's somewhere in that universe of a kind of a show, mm-hmm. uh, and it's quirky and goofy and stuff. Um, and then also on uh, CBS, you got to have the uh, CBS Super version, whatever, press, plus, yeah, whatever, um, is uh, The Stand. And uh, so, and I'm not going to like really cover that show, but it's out there to watch, right? The thing that's weird about it, and, and people have, uh, other people have mentioned this a lot as being just a very weird thing, um, is that it it does not open up like the book. Right. It like kind of goes in the middle, and then we like, mm-hmm. jump it around and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, man. For me, that's just a weird choice. Mm-hmm. And for like fans of the stand, it's uh, it, it's probably great for people who have no exposure <laughs> to the stand. Yeah, uh, that might work. Although I thought, I thought the stand started out just fine. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, it had a, a, a order of telling you things that did not need to be fixed. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so that's a weird thing. But it is uh, it, so far anyway. I've only watched like a little bit of it. Right? Yeah, but uh, so far it's really good. Has great people in it. It has uh, people I love watching in it. Yeah, so yeah, that's cool. Well, hopefully they don't screw up. Instead of casting everybody, um, you know that would have. Uh, yeah, although I'll tell you, um, yeah, because I because I'm insane, I'm blanking on his name, but um, you know Max Hedrum. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no one will ever do that part better than Trash yeah, Man. He was awesome. Yeah. In the uh, in the original. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. tele-series, whatever yeah. it was, like the Ulysses yeah. series. Uh, and he was just awesome. Yeah. It. And I did not love that version of it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It was, it was, I thought, really good in parts, and I thought it was a little, like, kind of sloppy in parts. Right. Like, they, you know, they didn't have all the right people on board mm-hmm. doing everything. So that, it was, like, a little hit or miss overall for me. I mean, it's still good overall. It's still like pretty solid, but he was yeah insane. That, that was an age of TV, you know, ninety one, ninety, and TV was still really looked down on. You know, you had people doing TV right. because they were in penance. Right. They couldn't get any of their bomb films. You know, in way and, and doing, and doing like a mini series. Sure. You also had to balance like at that time you had to balance like. Um, and it's funny, actually, because now it's weird how this all comes together and everything connects to everything else, right? Because we were just talking about the Irishman and Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese, and, and uh, so when I, I went to a press event for that, where um, you know they were talking about the movie and different things, and they were talking about like that it was on Netflix and all this stuff, yeah. and uh, and I I think it was Al Pacino who was talking about that, and was sort of referencing like exactly what we're talking about in this different world. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the at the time that the stand was made, right? Like actors would be like, you know, if I if I do 
a TV thing and I'm a TV guy. So, you know, and then I can't be a movie guy anymore and stuff. And, and that was like that world. Like people would not sign on to things because they'd go, well, but then I just go and do TV right. the rest of my life. Right. That's where it was. And, you know, well, now it's not. It's, but, it's fun to say you're doing your best work when Cody Matthews Jabbar is making a cameo <laughs> on the call sheet. You know, and that's not a slight against Cody. He's, he's great for what he does. But, but definitely the landscape of TV has changed where you get some people who are very talented and are saying to your agent, but get me on. A Netflix show. Find right, me right, something right. for Hulu. I don't care what it is, or I'm firing you. You know, but back then, interestingly enough, you saw like real talent in people that you overlooked because they were on coach right. or, you know, too close for comfort. And you're like, God, that guy's quite good. Where's he been? Been on TV. Right. You know, he's the circle square and right. Hollywood square. Right. Right. And or something weird here. That's like, I don't know what you're going to get. But then yeah. you also saw some real, you know, Watson and Jetson there with you're yeah. like, man, I know why you're on TV. But now, well, that's true. Because they just, but now, like, now you'll have like somebody come out with like two movies in a year uh, and be on like The Handmaid's Tale. Or yeah, right. Well, I remember, I mean, not to dwell so long on this because you're in a bunch of stuff, but I remember when they nailed Gary Sinise, who was still, he was well known amongst theater, right? But he was just starting to do like a mice and men and things and get noticed, but everybody knew he was like the shit. And if you've got Gary Sinise, well, this is going to be, and then someone's like, and Molly Ringwald, and you're like, oh, you know, which is no slight against Molly. Hi, Molly. But again, you know, there's just a weird, there's a weird age of all the talent that was in there. And strangely enough, a lot of the names that people knew, they weren't bad, but you would see people and you'd be like, God, that guy, or that girl, was pretty awesome. Right. So, anyway. Now, uh, Instead of having that difference, yeah. you know, now we have uh, you make a Hallmark Christmas movie. Right. That's the, that's, 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 and that's the one that punches down the most. Tell me you're going to review Mario Lopez's KFC film. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. I know Mario's a big listener. Right, yeah. so, but uh, I want to just run through some uh, right. movies that are coming. So, theoretically coming maybe to theaters or a theater near you, or maybe not, or maybe directly to streaming, because who knows what's happening, right? But on the 18th. Because uh, so it's like two days. So, there's Monster Hunter, right? Okay. And, uh, and uh, Fatal. Which is uh, Hillary Swank, Mike Healy, which is supposed to be really good, but, you know, for me, I'm looking at that movie, I've seen a bunch of trailers, I've seen a bunch of clips, and, uh, you know, I've seen a a fair amount of stuff going on in that movie, right? Mm -hmm. And all I can get out of watching that movie, maybe it's really good, but who knows, watching the movie might be really good, and Hillary Swank might be great and everything, but, but all I can get out of trying to gear up for that movie mm-hmm. is is kind of like uh, you know your Friday Night Lights thing, right? Yeah. Like, how many times are I going to see this movie? <laughs> like, it's, right. yeah. it's just like, uh, you know, Friday Night Lights comes out and it's the 20th football movie you have to watch, uh, you know, you know, you're like, okay, high school football, yay. Like, <laughs> like now I'm over it, right? And this one is, you know, it's Ben Patel, you know, uh, somebody yeah. has an affair, and you know, whatever. Like, she still got, she still got a lot of currency from being what they had with Michael Shannon for me. Even though that was like two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She got to be good. Uh, 
and then also, so there's another round, which uh, probably won't make it to a theater unless, you know, theaters are desperate enough that you have a lot of screens and a lot of empty places. But uh, in the realm of like, you know, European cinema, it's won all kinds of awards and it's, uh, it's actually really cool to be. Uh, and then you got Breach with Bruce Willis, which comes up as potentially coming out in theaters. And who knows at this point, maybe it actually will, yeah. depending on where you are. Um, but you know, Bruce Willis just makes me sad these days. Why? Because he, all he does now is the things that should be like the straight to DVD, and accidentally find it at Blockbuster. <laughs> like, you go, wait, what's this? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Alright, uh, and on Christmas Day, we've got Wonder Woman, Pinocchio, uh, Promising Young Woman, which, oh, uh, yeah. looks really incredible, and I haven't watched it yet. Right. But, um, and uh, News of the World, which yeah. I can't remember what that, I got like so many things, I think it's like Apple. Yeah, like, I don't know what that comes theaters. I don't think it is. Uh, maybe that's doing both. Yeah. And uh, and then you skip to uh, New Year's Eve, uh, and Jumanji Level 1 is coming out, which is uh, <laughs> some really low budget. Yeah, but some expensive rock and heart. heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the interesting, the interesting thing to me about that, mm-hmm. right, and the reason I mention it, is because uh, you only have to go to New Year's Eve to get, no one will say what's coming to theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all, <laughs> like, that's all you get. You look at, you know, like, even a year ago, or two years ago especially, right, yeah. you look at IMDb, what's coming to theaters or something, like, right now you have, like, 50 weeks, yeah, like, everything would be coming out, right? Everything would be coming out, even if it was, like, for one screening <laughs> in LA so that it could count for so one season, or, yeah. you know, whatever, kind of nonsense like that, but yeah. so your, your choices are uh, extremely limited. Alright, so, uh, the question is, uh, do we want to run through some movies first, or do we want to do our list first? And I kind of think we should just do our list. When you did a list, I, you know, that reminded me of the weird thing that, like, Spielberg and others have chimed in in years past, as recently as last year, before anything went wrong with COVID, which was their real inherent appearance that you had to have a film appear. Right. In a theater, in order to be cataloged as qualifying for a consideration for anything. So that took Roma, you know, which was obviously a big. And that works out. And all of a sudden, we're in an age now where it's like, guess what? Everything's going to turn you know, before it hits the theater. So what now? You know, it's just it's so weird how things just so Yeah, it's. Uh, it's yeah, but let's crazy, crazy time. Right, let's do the list. So, uh, so I, I'm going to say, like, really quickly, uh, some movies that I will talk about, and I'll tell you if they're cool really quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is the running number. Uh, yeah, just because, depending on uh, what we do with our uh, movie list here. <laughs> so, uh, so, first of all, there's Soul, which uh, is also coming out, a new Pixar movie. Yeah. It's really, okay, it's really awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something about it that just is, mm-hmm. it doesn't quite get to, like, Pixar awesomeness. Because I love Pixar. No, no. no. Uh, but, you know, I don't know, it's really cool, it's really cool. It's a very different kind of thing that they're trying to do. And I think it works, 
and then somehow it just, and, and, you know, the ending is really cool, um, but somehow it's just, it's not as, like, kind of edge-of-your-seat magicalness, yeah. awesomeness, like, yeah. kind of respect, yeah, but it is fun and cool, so it's probably, like, uh, eight, okay, um, also, all of these things I will have, like, uh, full reviews, um, within the next couple of days, up on our screen, uh, so, uh, then there's the Midnight Sky, which is George Clooney, and uh, it's really, really weird, and George Clooney's awesome, and uh, I got to uh, watch it on Netflix with a little, like, uh, Q&A kind of thing with uh, George Clooney afterwards, and uh, the coolest thing about that is, uh, so there's a little girl in it, right, and uh, it, the movie's about, like, the end of the world, yeah, right? um, but in a, in a weird way. In, a, in like a very weird way, um, especially because it's in a very weird way that if you think about it too much, it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Uh, but, so, George Clooney is in the Arctic Circle at like this, you know, science station, whatever, and, uh, and basically like the end of the world comes, right? right? Boom, it's like over, right? <laughs> and, uh, and they don't really tell you much about it, except that it doesn't seem like it's a nuclear war. It seems like it's just like the rapid onset decay of like the atmosphere and stuff. Yeah. Maybe like they don't they don't really specify, right? So everybody evacuates, it's just him, he stays there. And there is this spaceship that went to one of Jupiter's moons because suddenly we discovered that we think people could live on one of Jupiter's moons. Right? So, and uh, so this ship went on like a two-year mission to go there, uh, find out, and come back, right, and whatever. And uh, somehow, we did not know in those two years, right, before we launched this ship, that this was going to happen when they were coming back, yeah. which makes no sense. But especially since they don't explain it, right? That's one of those things in sci-fi where, you know, a lot of times I'm like, don't explain how late events work, I don't care, don't just shoot them right and start, but, uh, but now I need an explanation, right? <laughs> <laughs> because now you're saying things are different, but anyway, so he is on this mission to try and warn them right. to not come back here and land, and uh, it's got some fairly stupid things at the end, and, <laughs> and the whole end is a little goofy. But it is, um, so I, I give this one like an 8, and like I said, I don't want to go too much into it uh, right now, because we quickly label it, right? Yeah. But um, it is, my like nutshell review of it, right, is like, it's the greatest road trip you've ever went on to a place you found out was closed, right? It's like the opposite of vacation, right? It, like, if the trip was good, right? <laughs> And then you went there and it was closed, yeah. as opposed to the trip being horrible and you right. get there and it's closed, right? Uh, because the whole journey of it is great. Mm -hmm. Then you get to the end, and first of all, some of the people are stupid, and I don't like stupid people in my movies. And uh, the end where we wrap up and explain a bunch of stuff that you were watching the whole time ends up like pretty stupid. Mm -hmm. but, um, but watching it, but, the is great. but during it, yeah, it's really good. Okay, so that's the next guy. And uh, let's see, finally, uh, Wolf Walkers, which is uh, out on like Apple now. Um, 
which is made by the same people who made, uh, what's that? And frankly, it's just as awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, have, I have picked the Secret of the Cows like in my top ten of decades right. at the time. Yeah, and because you can see that because it's crazy awesome, awesome right? Yeah, and uh, and this is like just as good. There are there's a little bit of it that there are like tiny tiny things that, that I'm like, oh, yeah. I wish this was just a little bit different or something like that. But overall, like I give it ten. It's, wow, it's very awesome. It's uh, and great. and it's uh, it kind of like Secret of Cows, I guess. It's so like adult in its kids, um, you know. Like it's so it, it's so like taking kids very seriously, right? In all regards, and uh, and anyway, and lots of fun. Yeah. So, uh, and then also Meg, but we will hopefully like, talk a little bit more seriously about that. And uh, although Meg, man, that movie just got destroyed online right after it came out. Um, and then it seemed like people were like, well, maybe it's not that bad. But like at first, it seemed like all everything was. Yeah. And uh, Gary Oldman's too old. And then, and then the responses were, uh, here's a picture of that guy at that age, and that's what he looks like. So, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. They're like, uh, what's good, like, uh, Mankiewicz or yeah. whatever. And they're like, here's a picture of him when he was 44. And they're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. All right, so our lists uh, from last year. And again, this is coming from, I think it was Steven? Yeah, Steven. And Steven. Steve, like Steve and Sweden. Yeah. Steven, apparently, we're made in Sweden. So, hey, Steve. Hello, Sweden. Yeah, hello, Sweden. So, he emailed you last, no, two weeks. A couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 A couple of weeks ago. And it's funny because in, uh, you know, trying to find out, so I didn't want to just get the list. Yeah. So, I listened to the show again. Yeah. Because I wanted to see like what, what we were saying about it and yeah. everything like that, and uh, and I think um, why why would someone email us this question and go like, what was the end? What do you think of it? Yeah, and so I think I figured that out <laughs> because yeah. uh, tell me because our show when we did our list last year, um, our show was first of all uh, we were really bad about the year in yeah. general. Because, uh, and I had mentioned that a bunch of articles came out, it's, uh, towards the end of the year last year, a bunch of articles came out where people were saying, uh, the year's not that bad. Right. And we were like, well, that's, that's the, year, the, year, the year's not that bad. There's been something wrong here. Yeah. So, so also, like, I had specifically talked about, uh, because obviously I hate lists, and everyone hates that, right? But, um, I had talked about how most years I have like 30 movies and I'm trying to figure out how to make them 10. Right. And last year I had like six movies <laughs> and went, uh, <laughs> is there a part two here? Right. Yeah. So we were doing like, that's the fun of it. We were doing like honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Just and and, and we were both going, I mean, yeah, I guess if I have to add something, like, we had nothing left to choose from, right? So, I guess the question would be, not just, uh, you know, do our orders hold up, or is this still the best, or things like that, but also, 
you know, I guess are there more things? Like, did we see more movies? Were there more movies that count as not quite sucking? Like, do I have a 30 now? You know, because, like, I mean, even we do not see every single movie uh, every year. Well, we see a And I, at least, and I'm sure you do too, you know, spend like most of the next year catching up on some things that, yeah. you know, didn't quite make it. So did anything else uh, kind of do that? But also, you know, also the general question of, you know, how do the rankings work? And, you know, is, is, should anything have gotten on the list now? Should anything not be on the list? Yeah. Uh, you know, is Ford versus Ferrari any higher? Plus, we had the very special year last year where uh, I had a movie on my list that I said I don't like. So, right. so that was... Uh, I don't know how you do this, this for the most part. Um, every film I see, I, I used to have a, a blank notebook, a blank book, and I would write down all the films I saw, note if they were rewatches, and then at the end of the year, go back to them and count them. You know, right, like, sure. I saw 103 movies this year, right. and then strangely average, like, again, so that's one in six hours in a film, you know, in the theater, and blah, blah, blah. But also, that's how I made my list. Sure. And now that I use you know, an iPhone for everything, it's always on there. So I actually have a list of every film I saw that year. So for, I don't know, this is less to tell you, but more to tell anyone in Sweden. Like, it's not just, let me see somebody's list of, like, the top 20 on movie, I'll make my list from them. It's, I, right. I actually find my own list of things. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. So what did you, what did you think? Like, uh, so, no, uh, what, so what I thought is, um, my thoughts after listening to the show and, and yeah. what we were already talking about uh, the movie, and you know, I don't want to just redo the thing. Right? No, I don't. Go, yeah. go listen to that one. <laughs> um, but my thoughts basically are uh, A, no, the year still sucked. Um, and so another, uh, uh, I, will, I, I will make one note though, because another, there were a lot of like first weird things about our, our list last year, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them was real first for me, like a big time first for me was there were no animated movies in my top ten, which like never happens. Yeah. And there still would not be, right? Mm -hmm. Except I will say one movie that we didn't mention, I don't think we mentioned it all anyways, Klaus, the Netflix uh, movie, yeah. which I have now watched a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that says everything I need to know. And I wouldn't, um, well, I mean, it's like, but I wouldn't say, you know, it's top, top ten, ten. Top ten were no, but, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think, got really kind of overlooked. Yeah. Uh, just, when it came out, it was such a weird year, all this stuff. And uh, nobody was really talking about it and all this stuff. Uh, but it is at least worth mentioning. It wouldn't, like, change my mind. Yeah. Um, and then, other than that, though, as far as my list goes, right, I feel like even more solidly than last year, my top three are, are really kind of just not in order. Like, the like, order of, of the top three, I feel like, means nothing to me, right? My top three, my top three are Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, and Little Women, right? right. In reversal, right? Little and, um, right, right. Yeah. Little, little, little Women 1, 
judge around to or something like that. And, and like, so like if somebody, you know, said, look, Parasite should be number one. Like you did. Like, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I love it as much as you love it to say it's number one. Right. Somebody needs to know you and be like, I don't care about this. So especially because, yeah. uh, especially because they're just, you know, if you had two comedies, yeah. and you're like, no, this one's better than that one. You're like, I mean, okay, like this one's this, that one's that. But you got like Parasite versus Jojo Rabbit versus Little Women. Yeah. I'm like, Right. You want that sure. one to be better? Knock yourself out. I actually had a conversation like this on a little bit, and I found out you were in the mood to see Knives Out more than you would have been in the mood to see Parasite. Not you specifically, but right, right, right. it. And those are very different movies. Right. You know, it's, I mean, the comedy and the dark, but literally, like, you can't be in the same mood if you're dying to see Knives Out, but you are in Parasite. So, the time you saw Parasite, maybe you weren't in the mood. Right. I was in the mood. Right. That's why I was number one. Like that's that's and, easy. And and other than that, my my other thoughts about my list anyway, right? Are yeah, so uh, so I've got number ten, the farewell, right? And and I so stand behind that, right? I still really, really like that movie. Um, but that's a movie, if I'm looking back on my list, right, that's a movie where I'm like, if there was something that would knock that off the list. That's I do. I'd be okay with them walking out. It is. It is still really good. I still really like it. Yeah. And then the only other things that I can really come up with as thoughts of like shifting it, right, is that I wish I could make Ford versus Ferrari and Highlight higher up on the list. Except that I can't. <laughs> yeah. Because, but both of them. I, I just, looking at nothing else, I'm like, Ford versus Ferrari is nine. I'm like, that should be higher. Yeah, if, I, if, if I'm, I'm not yeah. looking at the other movies at the time, right, right. I don't actually have to do it. And for me, Highlight, too. Uh, I'm like, Highlight is six. I'm like, Highlight is six? What happened this year? Cause I love that movie. Yeah. I thought that movie was awesome by filmmaking. <laughs> right. uh, but other than that, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty good with where things are. And it's I, a pretty I solid even, I even stand behind my complete craziness of having uncut gems on the list and saying, say, oh, I don't like it. And, <laughs> um, and oh, not, film not only, um, I really cannot recommend highly enough that people see it. Um, yeah. If there's, that's a movie for right. me where if there's any chance that you'll like it, right, that you should see it. And then, Watch like the first, at least watch the first 20 minutes of it. And mm-hmm. then if you watch the first 20 minutes of it and don't, and don't want to watch the rest, then all right, you're not, you're not going to like it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should watch it. But give it a chance. But also, um, it's just, even though, like I said, I don't, I don't like it, and you can go back to <laughs> our other thing and hear all about that, right? But um, that, just, just because lots of stuff at the end, right? It's kind of the same as The Midnight Sky, right? Yeah. That, that movie is awesome. I don't like the end, right? But, it's, uh, but anyway, um, but it also is such a, I guess, like, turning film, even though their their previous film with uh, Robert Pattinson, I loved that also. But, like, I was saying, he did, like, he did so many things suddenly 
Right. The last year and a half, but it's been just like, wow. But, but Uncut Gems, the other thing that's going for it is just that I want to see more movies by them. Like, right? I mean, that's that's got to mean something. Yeah. Right? Because I I watch that movie and I'm like, ah, I hate that ending. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the ending? It's funny, looking at your list, I think I would have asked you about three films. I would have asked you, you know, I know Little Women, I know Jojo, Rabbit, I know Parasite, you know, Knives Out. Uh, I know all these things, I remember Uncut Gems. I think I would have said, do you, if we were going to do this, you know, I would have said, are you still sure the Farewell, High Life, and Uncut Gems are where they should be? You know, and whether or not that means they're on the list at all, or they should be moved around at all. Like, and that's not just because it's easy to always look at the 10th, because I always feel like on my list, I know what one and two are probably going to be. I know what one likely is. Right. The fun for me is figuring out four through seven. Eight is probably, you know, is in there, but nine and 10 could be 12 and 13. Yeah. You know, and 10 could definitely be 11 to 15. Like, so when, whenever I pick the 10th one, I think that's just such easy picking. But, you know, I would have I would have maybe just said, because I've forgotten how much you loved High Life, but now that I'm thinking about it, I remember how much you liked High Life. So, but like, you know, everything else on your list is absolutely steady, I think. You know, it, it's funny, we have one film on both of our lists. It's the only thing I would have questioned, and it's, and it's one I haven't seen since we saw it. And that's 1917. Yeah. And in some way, you have 1917 a little bit higher than me. You're, you had it at four, and I had it at six. And in my mind, again, sort of pretty close to entertainment. Right. But, you know, I remember I remember really loving the technical aspect, the pseudo single shot. I mean, it's, it is not one shot, but man, it's only like three or four shots. I loved the gimmick of it enough to carry it into, you know, consideration. And then it did the rest of the stuff really well. I haven't had any desire to see it. I haven't seen it. Nobody seems to ever talk about it. Right. Like, it's just, there isn't anything there that seems compelling. But we both rated it really highly. And, you know, there's other things on my list, but I haven't got there yet. But I think that would be the thing I would ask you about. Yeah, and I think, uh, for me, 1917... It, it's funny, actually, because as soon as you got out of award season, right? Yeah. People still talk about Parasite right? yeah. all the time, right? Yep. And, I mean, obviously, the thing that wins, you know, all sorts of Oscars is wins the best picture. Yeah. People are still going to talk about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, nobody <laughs> talks about Little Women anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about 1917 anymore. I think that's Every, everyone was talking about 1917 yeah. at the time. Right. And uh, you, you thought it was going to do better. November, right? November was all 1917. Right. And I remember being like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see what this is. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and, you know, the thing for me is I thought about 1917, especially because I have it above Knives Out and Highlight, mm-hmm. which I really love.
because in the current moment was also kind of filmed in a way that's sort of gimmicky. Um, the first 15 to 20 minutes, definitely, and then later. It's yeah, and then, and then at, well, and then it like pops in and out too. But it is it, it is kind of weirdly filmed, like there's sort of a gimmick to it. <laughs> but I thought that movie and 
we're the worst of this side of things. What I think of are people that see five movies a year, and three of them are in our houses. They don't go see summer blockbusters. It's not interesting. This film grabs them and doesn't let them breathe because it's got them by the lapel of their shirt. It's just holding them and letting them in. And you're just watching this and you're like, you forget that it's been one tape. Because now the character, the story, the danger, you're... It's one thing to follow somebody with one steady cam shot for 18 and a half minutes while they're being shot at and walking over bodies and you're just like, oh, um. But suddenly you care about that person and if you can do that in the first four minutes, the movie's got you. Because the real value of the film isn't the war around them, it's you care about this character. That's all you need to make a story great. Now whether that character makes it into the later half of the film or not, kind of irrelevant, but now I gotcha, right. and now I'm just going to dazzle you and then make you forget it. And I'm watching that, and I'm like, the degree of difficulty here is insane, right. but it made it look so effortless. Like you said, we need somebody to show us this is how it's got to be, so start doing it. Right. It's great. And I think it, it had so much substance in the um, not that we need to just review this crime again, right? but it had so much stuff in it, like, uh, you know, you've got your guy wandering around, yeah. right, and then... Some truck goes by, and then you're like, right. Who are you? Right. Who are you? Yes. Uh, we're heading that way. Like, yeah. The, yeah. the madness that was this war happening, yeah. where that sort of thing happens, right? And then, okay, we'll drive you along for a while, and then, well, I guess you've got to get down here and do yeah. this and do that. Like, the, the interactions that happen, like, that are just baffling, yeah. right? That you can't do the movie any other way and really capture that that's how things were. Right? Right. You can't have, you know, okay, he gets on the truck, later he gets off the truck, nothing happened in between, you know what I mean? Like, right. like when you're so, uh, jumping around in the backseat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, like yeah. when you're uh, in your apartment on the phone and you go, I'm going to go here, and you see you grab your keys and walk out the door and then cut to you're there. Right. <laughs> like, right. Uh, but it's, it, yeah. it made you just kind of be involved in how things were in a way that you couldn't yeah. do another way. I don't know. But anyway, so uh, other than that, yeah, I oh, pretty much stuck with my list. So. I, I look at my list, and I don't have any problem with the top portion. I don't have a ton of problem with the bottom portion, though I feel, looking at it now, I would swap to it. Uh, you know, I had Dolomite as my name is 10. I'll leave a battle angel with nine, which I might argue is the animated film I saw because it, it's animated. Sure, but that's a, that's a, a cheat because it really wasn't. And then I had Bombshell at eight, and I'm actually on a note here when I made my list. I I said at the bottom I said a simple favor would have been notable, but technically it's last year's movie. If, if a simple favor had come out, the Anna Kendrick Blake Lively film, if that had come out January first, that would have made my list. I liked it that much. But I said, you might, and it's funny, I wrote this, you might consider 10 and 8 in the wrong order. And I do. I think, I think Bombshell should probably be 10, and Dolomite is my name should be 8. Right. Over time, I have, I have thought more about Dolomite and Eddie Murphy and doing all this stuff, and just the feeling that the film Then Bombshell. Then Bombshell. And Bombshell wasn't, yeah, right. Bombshell wasn't bad by any means. I loved it when I saw it. It, it was everything kind of tabloid-like. But I wanted in a movie when I sat down to watch it. it just, I don't know that it was better than the other two films that I had at the moment. Those would have been the only two things I switched. But I, I actually had 
Okay, I remember doing my list and having so much difficulty for films. I didn't know where the Parasite and Knives Out was number one. And I would not, I cannot ever make a tie. I won't do it. I'm like, tough, right? Tough. You might have tied for 10th if you really want to sneak an 11th film in. But you don't tie for first place. And my feeling on that is, the Oscars never tie. There's never two films that win, so you can't do it. And I had a real hard time with Jojo Rabbit and Ford vs. Ferrari. I didn't know which one was going to be what they for. And I, I came back and forth around a bunch of things, and I, I settled on it. I'm, I'm not so steadfast and, you know, egotistical as to think my list is perfect, but for the films we saw last year, I think that's a perfect list for me. Right. You know, I don't, I don't think I would change anything about any part of that. And even if, like, you got something like three and four, I mean, again, yeah. you, you've got a three and four that you're like, is this three or is this yeah. four? And there are two movies that you can't compare to each other. Well, when just Steve's email came in and he told us about it, and I thought, you know, I often like doing this to keep track of the films, what I like doing. And I look at my articles do it, and they look back and they're like, you know, did Titanic really deserve to win? this or that or, you know, and I look back and I'm like, I wonder if over the last 10 years, the number one type of future of the years was actually still what I would think. And I flip back through and I'm like, man, no, <laughs> several years, yes, but not, you know, three of them probably not. Yeah, and I think, I think like one year later. It's a fun exercise. Is, uh, you know, not, it's, you know, something that's not worth doing, right? Um, but it's not the same as like, Remember 15 years ago when you made your list? Like, well, now, now what movies are... Well, you know, before we jump off it quick, which I expect we are, I'll say this. I don't know if you also worked on your horse list, but I don't, uh, I don't have it in front of me. Let me just, I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you yours real quick. Ten was Terminator Dark Fate, nine was The Live Action Lion King, eight was Joker, seven was Zombieland 2, six was The Beach Bomb, Jetting five was Happy Death Day You. Four was Glass, three was Us, two was Cats, and one was Midsommar. Would you change Midsommar, Cats, or Us from being the three worst films you saw, if you could remember? No. Yeah. No. I mean, I, mine is, I don't have to read off half mine, but I, yeah, I still feel like, uh, you know, I'm sort of in the exact same boat with my worst top three as my best top three, right? Yeah. Right. They are, those are three very different movies. <laughs> you know, some of these so much. I have, I always write down my grade and your grade. Some of these, especially the ones that have the zeros, my grade is a question mark because I, I, I hadn't seen it yet. But because of the way you told me about them, I still haven't seen them yet. So there's a bunch there. My three worst, uh, I mean, you still haven't seen the Midsummer. I, I, I keep flirting with Midsummer because, because I've known you for a long time. Well, Close friends, you're a great guy. I trust your opinion on movies, though I don't always agree with you. You hate this movie, and I didn't hate it. One of my closer friends. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I know. One of my closest friends that I've known for a long time, and he's smart about films. He's number one film. Okay. I'm totally serious. I want to put the two of you in a room sometime and just be like, hey, Joe, this is Mark. Mark, this is Joe. What you guys talking about at summit? You know, I want to watch it, but I also, I kind of like being the buffer in the middle of not knowing which way to go. Because I also don't want to have to sit here and be like, oh crap, that's so good. 
doesn't matter. We're still going to be friends, but I, I also don't want to call him up and be like, what is the matter with you? That was the worst piece of crap. Uh, so, so, my, so now, I, now I really wish you would see it. I'm right? going to watch it. I've got to watch it. So here's the thing. Uh, and, and you've got those, you've got those, those three movies, right? Yeah. So us, like I hate it, right? I hated but us. I hated us in like a very specific way, right? right. So us, first of all, I, I give you props for every actor who was in that movie. Yeah. Right? I thought yeah. I thought everyone who was in that movie was actually great. Yeah, I do too. I think what they were doing that was, was horrible and stupid. Right. But they were doing what they were supposed to be doing, and that's what acting is. Right. And they were doing it exactly uh, the way they should do it. They were doing it sometimes in ways that could distract you from how horrible the thing was. Yep. But, I mean, they were really great, right? There's no problem with any of like, I mean, you know, like the cinematography or, or any any technical no, aspects of it. Yeah, it was never whatever. Yeah. Just the story is stupid. Right? Yeah. Uh, and with cats, right? I mean, are are any of the actors doing a bad job in cats? It's just no. And is anything that goes on like uh, actually some of the visuals in cats are kind of bad? Yeah, I think so. You know, I wouldn't give it any awards there either, right? Um, but cats, I hate because I've always hated cats. Right? I know I hated cats for whatever thirty years, right? Yeah. You know, this was the thing I was going to ask you. 
as a real quick transition. If you look at the top 10 films of the year and the worst 10 films of the year, maybe you're saying 2019 the worst films were worse than the best of the best. Because I look at that and I'm like, my top 10 is absolutely able to rinse the power of the, of the worst 10. The best, the best point yeah, of the excitement is the one worst movie. So how can you? Well, no, for me, for me, you know, Parasite and Knives Out were so enjoyable. They do not erase the rise of Skywalker, but that had forty years of culmination. Sure. But you know, simply Parasite is way better than Men in Black and Shazam together. Like that erases though. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not cross multiplication. You're not. It's not a zero sum game. Right. But for you, the worst of 2019 was worse than the best of 2019. That's why you could say, I don't know, all the years I don't know, maybe. I, I think, uh, for me, I think, well, see, because I think the worst movies of every year are always really horrible. Like, <laughs> the, the best movies yeah. of every year are not always movies where you go, three of these have to be in the top ten of the decade. Like, they're not, you know, the world's most awesome year. But every year, this has, is, has this is movies that are just the worst. This right? is the catch of your situation, which is you see them all. Right. 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 Statistical reasoning alone, simple math means there's going to be worse, right. more right. worse than better. So, but for me, it's a bad year. So it's 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 not a bad year if I'm gonna like put a big sticker on the year, right? Yeah. It's not bad because the worst movies were so bad because the worst movies are always worse. <laughs> It's a bad year because I had so little to pick from beyond the top ten. There were so few good movies, even if some of the ones in my top ten are awesome and I love them. But the best you've ever seen. I want more. I want more than ten movies. I think that's what I was getting at because it's it's not a zero sum game and it's not in each year. I mean, again, if you had to see three midsummers a year. I, I don't know how long you keep doing this. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might just review like the truth. You know, right? you know, it's like uh, every third movie was, you know, another it's like X Mercy Summer. Yeah. Then that would be good. That would take the sale off. So, anyway, okay. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, actually. All right. So, really fast. Yeah, we'll we got like that's easy. Minutes, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Go. So, I give Make a six and a half. Because yep. I just refuse to do a seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, that's the only reason. Yeah. Um, really, just because we've, we've solidified seven, I think, over the years is what that means exactly. Yeah. Um, I liked a lot of it. I liked some of the acting. Um, you know, it's fun, but it's I, I still feel like, you know, if you have no investment in this, yeah. the hell are you getting out of this movie, right? right? And all I could think of watching it was that I'd seen it before better. 20 years ago, yeah. uh, in a made for HBO yeah. movie thing. What was that called? Arcade or yeah. something, whatever. Was it? Um, and I thought that was great, right? right? And this, I thought this was like some weird, poor man's yet also elitist version of that. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, uh, and I, I, I liked it and it was fun, like I said, but also I just feel like I, I am. I'm just not invested in this, right? I, I feel like you already have to be really a fan, a right? big fan of Citizen Kane yeah, or Orson Welles, or that kind of movie. 
warrior. I just don't know what I don't know what I'm going to recommend this to someone who goes. I haven't seen Citizen Kane. Right. I don't know who you're talking about. Yes. Not watch this movie. This like, is what the hell would you watch? Yeah, this is where I step in and say, I think I think I like David Fincher a lot more than you. But I'm a huge David Fincher fan. Maybe I I don't think David Fincher's ever really done a bad film. And I'm the audience for this because you're like, okay, not many people, not many people have actually seen Citizen Kane. Yeah, like at, at, at this point, it's, right. get, it's getting to be like movie day. Yeah, you know, it's like the thing to how great it is. It's fantastic. You know, I found the same thing with you. I thought on paper, David Fincher with this cast, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to put that. And then I'm learning it's about, you know, Makovich rising to Citizen Kane. I'm like, seriously, really? Oh, I don't know. So I'm at six and a half, too. I, I, was, I was watching it, and I thought, it's a two hour and 15 minute movie. And only the last 50 minutes were really fun for me, but we had to get through the first hour to get there. And the first 30 minutes felt like two and a half hours. Right. It is so weird. It is weirdly like a movie that almost like starts 30 minutes from the end. Yeah. And the the problem is that there's no investment in anything early on because it's about a time that most people don't care about and we've left behind and no one seems to romanticize and it's about it's about really watching David Fincher film his father's you know pet project you know his big his big white whale you know this was his and I understand the sins of the father he really wanted to do this because his dad's interested in it as far as I know maybe that impressed like the holy grail between Indiana Jones and his kid rolled down. You know, maybe he secretly has this thing, but I mean, I I caught some nods to certain things. I'm not as keen on Citizen King as I was 20 years ago. Like, I remember it. I remember it well. But I remember it because I've studied it and because everyone for the longest time said it was the best film. I disagree. You know, and I can tell you why, but I know why for a long time it was. And it just... For me, I, I still struggle with a metaphor because I'm not thinking of them ahead of time. I, this is almost like when you have a conversation with someone when you're in a traffic jam. And if you're the one in the traffic jam, the conversation is actually just time consuming. It's not memorable. If you're the other person, maybe it was memorable because you weren't in the jam, but you don't go anywhere, you're not doing anything, you're just sitting there and you're biding time. And for the first hour, it's laying the groundwork of who all these people are. And then later that pays off. I thought, I love the last half of the film. I mean, this is like a date for me, but the first half was so, it wasn't bad, it was just unengaging and boring, yeah. and it never did anything to elevate that, and it didn't seem to care, so why should I? And I didn't, okay. so it barely, barely sits in there. Alright, uh, okay, so we're already over time, and uh, we tied on that movie anyway, so that's boring. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, we'll be back. Maybe next so, week, somewhere, yeah. we'll see what happens with holidays, but right. uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, please, uh, please share, subscribe, all your friends, rate us on iTunes and everything, yeah. and uh, get people invested, like Sweden. Right, Sweden. We love Sweden. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. 
All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>